New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and today I'm hosting Yvonne Talley. She's the author of Breaking Up With Busy, Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women. Yvonne, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's wonderful to be with you, Justine. It's grand to have you. Thank you for coming. There's a phrase in your book that really popped out for me. It's kind of a take on a match made in heaven. So this is what you write, being overscheduled goes along with being busy. It's a match made in a hurry. Yes, it is. I love that. And and it reminds me, there's a story you tell on one of your clients that she, she would eat on the go. She would take, and I could really relate to this, Yvonne, she would take a Jenny Craig frozen something lunch out of the freezer, put it on her dashboard, and then drive away. And then after a while, it would defrost, and then she would eat it, you know, on the go while she's driving. I mean, you know, I don't know if listeners relate to that, but I sure related to it. How many times I eat on the go, I don't stop to take time. I even resent having to stop to brush my teeth sometimes. So so help us out here. Tell us about how overscheduling and being busy is a match made in a hurry. Yes. Well, you know, that idea that if we do more, then we'll get more done isn't necessarily true. We also know that when we multitask, we are not multitasking. We are task switching. In fact, the brain can't even figure out two things at one time. In that case, it can only do one. So it can't uh, function well like that. So one of the things that I've noticed is that the busier we are, the more that we have on our plate, the more important we feel. So it's that false sense of importance. And if everyone around us is busy and doing things, we want to fit in. You know, No matter how much money you make, no matter where you live, no matter whether you're a man or a woman, we all share two things. We want to be appreciated and we want to be happy. So our strategies that we adopt and apply into our lives might be different, but we basically all want the same thing. So this client that was putting her food on the dashboard, you know, when she first told me that story, I had to ask her twice to make sure that I'd actually heard the thing. And then I thought, what is she trying to create? What is she trying to bring into her life? What is she trying to feel? She wanted to be able to be that person, this particular client, that got it done, that was the one that was on the go, getting things done, ahead of the pack. And that's what being busy offers us. This overscheduled, well, I call it the overscheduled woman, is this woman that does get it done. She is the one that's out there making things happen. She is the one that's taking care of business and family and all of these things at one time. And then she's repeating it and doing it over and over. And what happens is it's this imbalance between expectation and obligation and the lack of self-care. That's the overscheduled woman. So you put this woman into a busy culture, and there you have it. There's the relationship. It cannot be sustained, though. And then we start to see things begin to show up in our lives. The cracks begin to occur. So 
mention some of those cracks that yeah. happened. I think the number one, certainly, that I heard was that the things that we used to enjoy have now just become a burden, something else that I have to do on my list. Often opting out of caring for yourselves when someone in your life that you love requests your time. You give up that time for yourself. And I'm not saying that any of these things are wrong. It's when they're overly done over and over again, and you start to experience insomnia, just this sense of irritability all the time, this general feeling of being overwhelmed. When you drive in to pick up your kids or you drive into wherever it might be and you can't find a parking space and all of a sudden you erupt in frustration and anger. Those things happen over and over. We see it Driving is a really great example of that. We see it on the road. The shortest distance between time is the time that the light turns green and the person behind you honks their, <laughs> honks their horn. That's the shortest distance of time. So impatient, irritable, sleeping issues, weight shifts, all of the low libido, conflict in your relationships. Right. These are all signs that you are in this busy, busy culture and that you are now in a place that your life is starting to fill the cracks, your relationships. You're saying that those things that we enjoy then get put off to the side. And let's suppose that you really enjoy taking walks in nature. Perfect you know? example. And then you say, oh, but I can't do that anymore. I just, I can't put that in my calendar because I have to do this or this or this, these other obligations that I've said yes to. Correct. So how do we handle that? Well, we have to reset our priorities, and that becomes a big thing for us to do because it, then it becomes something else that I have to do. So exactly. It's, here's an easy way we can look at it. When you think of your calendar, you probably have on your calendar all of your meetings, the things, the obligations that we have to do. Okay, so that's the must column. We spend about 14 hours a day in that column. These are things that have to get done. But when you put them in the must column, just take a look at them because we want to equal out what's happening in our lives. We've got the must and then the wants. In the want column, that's where you sprout new ideas and creativity. What is it that you want five years from now or even at the end of the week or a month from now? What kind of vacation do you want to go on? What kind of education? Do you want to take a class? Whatever those expressions might be, put them in your want column, whether they're for this week or a year from now. And then the third column, and this is where taking a walk in nature comes, is the just because. And what is so important about the just because? This is the column without judgment or expectation. This is just because I want to say hi to you and I tell you that I love you, I'm going to give you a call. Just because it's a beautiful day, I'm going to go outside and take a walk. Now, people might say, I don't have time for that. We all have time for that. We spend an average of 20 minutes a day just looking for things we've misplaced, namely our keys. <laughs> and if you're me, it's probably more than that. Our keys, our glasses, you know, our glasses those are <laughs> right. a big thing. So what is it, what, what's the message here? Take a look at those three columns. I'm guessing that that, that first column, the must, is going to be the longest. And you probably have maybe one, maybe nothing in your just because, and maybe nothing in your wants. And for you to be able to build and sustain a life that you're going to feel enriched and healthy and well and, and really care for your relationships, care for your relationship with yourself first, those columns have to have some equality. And just by being aware of the fact that there's a just because and a want in your life and that you can actually make those things happen for you, once you write them down, you're going to be more likely to create them as part of your reality. In your book and in your work, you really point out whatever we give our attention to 
that's where our life is going to flow. So if we're just giving our attention to that part of the list that's our obligations that we've said yes to, then we're never going to get over to that just because. That's right. And that's where spontaneity in life happens. Well, you know, I always talk about this too, because the three things that I talk about how we got so busy, definitely economics have a lot to do with it, particularly for women. Two-thirds of us have school-aged children. We're still making about 80 cents on the dollar compared to men. Those are just a couple of the facts. Certainly when we have children, the amount of money that we make goes down by 4%. Men's go up by 6 So there's some differences. Now we move into nature. You know, we've disconnected from nature, and that's a really important part of who we are as human beings. All of our senses are stimulated in nature. And when we walk out into nature, what do we typically do? We take a big, deep breath and a big exhale. And what that does is it stimulates the vagus nerve, which lowers our blood pressure, lowers our heart rate, and decreases the cortisol that is produced from the stress and anxiety. So a simple three-minute, 10-minute walk, and remember to do one thing when you're out there look up. Stop and look up because if you ever feel as though you're alone, just take a moment to look up and look at that vast sky. It is full of abundance and it's all for your pleasure. As you say, when you're speaking about the women and how so many of them are still caring either for young children or their elderly parents or whatever it is, there's also a group of people that I want to mention that are retirees. For example, my women's group, we commit to being together for a full day once a month. And playing that calendar game is just horrendous because everybody says, oh no, I'm doing my adult class. I teach writing at the junior college. Or, oh, I'm going to be with my grandkids. We're taking them someplace. Or that's the day we're going to go marching and we're going to do a protest about the climate or whatever it is, and and they're politically involved. Or, oh, I have a board meeting. I'm part of a board of directors of a nonprofit now, and so I need that time. Or I'm on a church committee. It's just amazing. They're busier than ever. Well, what's interesting, too, about the generations, you know, we all learn from one another. And depending on what generation we're talking about, of course, the baby boomers, and then we have the generation before them, so it, which is the generation that you're talking about. So we're living longer, and there are more opportunities available to us. There's the idea in the sense that, yes, in fact, we can participate, which I happen to think is a really positive aspect. It's taken a long time for us to get to in this country where actually if you're over 60, you probably have really interesting things to add into our culture. There was a time when that wasn't necessarily true in our culture. Now it is. Now we're looking at elderly people and older adults as really having something to offer, the sage people of our culture. Very important. So that, I think, is a good thing. We also know that as we age, it's important to be involved and not to isolate. So this idea of being busy is probably a little bit different. When it starts to interfere with the relationships, this is always the cue that we can take from. If it's interfering with my significant relationships, those heart-centered relationships, my family, my intimate circle, then we want to take a look at is, are these pursuits really enriching my life or are they taking away from it? No matter what your no matter age, what age, that's a criteria. Definitely. It's, it's a signal. Am I really nurturing that which I most care about? And 
when I think about going to that class or marching in that march or whatever it might be, am I excited? Have I prepared for it? Have I investigated? Do I have information to share? Or am I feeling, oh, I'll just be so glad when this is done. Obligation. That is a real cue also. What is my intention behind it and how am I feeling about it? Because when we're busy, we push down the feelings because we're in the doing of life rather than in the feeling of life. So Yvonne, what you're saying is, what is the joy factor in what it is I'm committing myself to? Is this going to be joyful or is it an obligation? Am I dragging myself to it because I should do it? Correct. Let's not discount joyfulness or fun. They're both very important. When we feel joyful, our heart is light. When we have fun, we're laughing and we're engaging. We're stimulating the dopamine on all the great hormones within our body, that sense of feeling good. These are important qualities to have in our lives. We're not just here to keep doing things. We have to remember that. And it's really hard to allow that space of time for joyfulness and fun to come in our lives when we see people being overly busy and overscheduled all the time. Be the change maker. Be the one that puts their feet up. Be the one that takes and creates space. Be the joyful heart. Be the fun person. Your life will feel so much richer for it. This is very good because I have this group of political action and that we're all retirees and we're working really, really diligently. We're meeting with our state representatives and our federal representatives and we're really out there just educating and meeting and starting all sorts of associations and all of that. But I realized right now as we're talking We haven't gone out to dinner together for whenever. We did that once, and we had such a good time. We ordered margaritas, and we laughed, and we had such a good time. We were still active, you know, politically, but we were in a kind of camaraderie that was having fun, too. Yes, that's so important. That is a true nature of who we are. That is an important part of being well and being healthy. You know, just gazing into the eyes of someone that you love stimulates all of those good hormones as well. When you're having a conversation with a good friend, all that oxytocin, all those things get stimulated, those feel-good hormones, that's important for health. We know that. We know that's important for health. It's also important for the relationship. If the relationship is just something that we're paying attention to because we're going to get something from it, or they're asking for something, you know, that, that's, there needs to be the joyful space. So, Yvonne, if you just had one piece of advice to give, what might that be? Counterintuitive it may sound, but I would say slow down. <laughs> Take a big breath and keep your big picture in mind. And then change or shift one small thing at a time. One small thing. Don't try to do everything all at once. Keep in mind what you want and what the need is for that want. And remember that you are here to honor yourself and your life first so that you can honor and care and love for the people that you share it with. Oh, Yvonne, thank you so much for being with us today and reminding us of that spaciousness we can have in our life. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've been speaking with Yvonne Talley. She is the author of Breaking Up With Busy, Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women. And she has wonderful things on her website. So go to her website. It's Yvonne Talley, T is in tango, A-L-L-Y, Yvonne 
tally.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.